0: Guess who's back. Back again. Guess who is back. Here we are. Season three, episode 35 of Are You Serious? We're back.
1: I did not think we would make it three seasons.
0: I didn't. And I didn't think I would miss it as much as I did. Yeah, same. I missed it.
1: Yeah, I uh, all weekend have been kind of looking forward to, you know, tonight's episode. So really excited. Um, Man, feels weird we got a lot of ideas for season three yeah we talked about changing some things we didn't feels comfortable yeah Yeah. (laughs) stick with what you know you know (laughs) we're still here with the same setup uh I will say it's it feels nice to at least um kind of come back into the winter season here um we're going into this upcoming weekend with the coldest air so far So we said, I feel like it's a pretty timely manner to talk winter.
0: Yeah, And that's kind of what we're we're going to do,
1: right? Because we're in it. It's winter. Our vests are on. We're back. Before we get into the winter weather, though, I feel like we have to talk, you know, the typical, how's
0: Jamie? How was the holidays? Holidays were good. Kind of low key. Yeah. Um, did the best. Yeah. For the first time in my entire career, I took most of Christmas week off. I've Mm. never done that before. Yeah. I've always just kind of taken Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or sometimes not even that. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm tired this year. Yeah, I'm going to take the whole week off. So I did, and it was nice. Yeah, the holidays were it different this year. Um, thank you, Jenna. Uh, she yeah. came in and
1: helped us out, like
0: which I, was a huge
1: help. We had I had Thanksgiving and Christmas off, which yeah. Right. I don't know if that's ever happened in yeah. my time of working yeah. in the Cause business. Because usually, what we
0: do here is we try to alternate rotate, or figure it out. Rotate. Yeah. we're not one of those teams where the. Chief gets every Christmas off yeah. and Thanksgiving and every holiday off we, because you know you've got. Well, that's a, a good sign to you too. Maddie Maddie B has a new kid. It's like we can't make him work. Yeah. for the baby's first Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, we it was allowed Matt to have his Christmas off yeah. and first Christmas with his newborn. So you know, keep it rotating. But yeah, thanks to Jen, it worked out that I could have a week off. So it was good.
1: Yeah, so uh, really cool to have Christmas. Did you eat a lot? Um, not as much as I usually do. See, I didn't either. Yeah, it was a very quiet. Low-key Christmas this year. Mm, that's good. I think now with Brooks, we're in the mindset of we're here for Christmas now. Yeah. Once like you, you have yeah. a kid, you got to be home. I feel like home. We're going to go home for Thanksgiving, and that's about it. Yeah. Like, we'll yeah. still work the Christmases we need to, but, yeah, I, it's going to be crazy.
0: This um, may make this podcast go a little bit longer Uh-oh. than we had planned, and it probably wasn't in your No. I can already thorough, tell you. This is just a guideline so notes, I don't veer off too much. But there was one – Quite exciting story that happened to me over the holidays. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The bat. So you're going to tell it all. I'm, I'm going to tell it all. Okay. Um, I've been debating whether or not I should. Okay. I love this. Um, Set the scene. Yeah. If you- so if if you, if you follow me on Facebook, you'll oh. know that back before Christmas, I was filling in for you. Mm-hmm. And I got up for the morning show. Uh, and there was a bat on the floor. In my living room. little tiny bat. Yep. So in the mornings for the morning show, I'm up, I'm moving. I don't have time to deal with a bat in the house. So I put a bowl over it, took a picture of it because it was kind of cute. I was like, oh, this will be great on Facebook. I uh, took a picture of said bat, came on to work, came home, bat was fine, still there. I kind of nursed it back to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that evening, uh, following all the protocols that I read up on on Google, um, as the sun was setting, I put the bat Back outside, he scurried up a tree, all was gone, everything was fine. And, to, and you got a lot of messages about said back. Went to a Christmas party that night, mm-hmm. got home from that Christmas party, and there was uh, several emails and several messages on Facebook. Uh, there were several messages uh, from our uh, secretary here at WMBF News who said, heck called, looking for you today, <laughs> because a lot of your Facebook followers called and were concerned that you had a bat in your house mm-hmm. so DHEC reached out to me with a, a stern note saying you must call us immediately because we need to uh make sure that you weren't potentially exposed to rabies mm-hmm. okay called the next morning answered 45 questions um i did everything right i didn't touch the bat i wasn't exposed to the bat the dogs were not exposed to the bat everything was fine thought I was going to be done let's fast forward three days it's Friday night (laughs) I'm in the bed sound asleep and the dogs are really restless in the bed and I tried to lift the covers to get Sonia and Hugo to go under and go to bed because they had just been pacing the bed all night and when I did I heard a very strange noise I was like what was that I lifted the sheet again same strange noise i'm thinking one of the dogs brought a toy to bed or something i turn on the light i lift the sheet and there's a bat hanging on the sheet five inches from my face (laughs) a little bat in the bed with me and the dogs okay Uh uh-huh okay this was one o'clock in the morning, so needless to say I didn't sleep the rest of the night. Oh yeah. Total freak out. As I was freaking out, running around the house, trying to find another bowl to catch this bat, <laughs> I see another bat hanging from the air vent <laughs> in the kitchen. Just hanging there. Just hanging there. <laughs>
1: Here's Billy and Bob.
0: <sighs> mm. So <laughs> I was instructed in my first DHEC call that if a bat showed up in my bedroom, to call back and mm-hmm. let them know. Um so I did. And because it was in the bedroom and because it was in the bed, I was potentially exposed to rabies. So I spent my holidays and my Christmas break getting the rabies vaccines. Mm. How was that? Four shots. They didn't hurt. It's not the olden days. You know, the olden days, it was like, oh, you have to get 20 shots in your stomach. It's not that anymore. Yep. It's, it's four or five shots. They're in the arm. They don't hurt. But it's a royal pain. So apparently a little family of bats moved into the attic. (laughs) And as it was getting colder, they were looking for warmer weather. And they came right down into the house. Mm. Bats are gone. Yeah. Got rid of the bats. Are the dogs in quarantine still? Dogs are still in <laughs> quarantine. I thought so. I had to make sure we mentioned something. Dogs are still in their six weeks of quarantine. Um, they cannot be around other dogs, but they have had their shots. They've they got their boosters, so everything is good. But it was a rabies nightmare, so that is how I spent my holidays. I was one of the first people to find out because I saw you the next morning, <laughs> and I could just tell something
1: was off, and I didn't know what was going to be. I saw Jamie, and he was on his phone walking into the Conway Christmas Parade. I said, oh, something's – and immediately, you are not going to believe what happened to me last <laughs> night. And when he told me the story, I could not stop.
0: Like, that's terrible luck. It is. Terrible luck. But yeah. we're good now. Yeah, we're good now. The bats are gone. The house is sealed up. They were coming in through a tiny little little spot in the oh attic, so everything goodness. is is sealed up. But, oh, my God.
1: Yeah. When I was putting stuff up in my attic for Christmas, I'm not gonna lie. I thought about your story. Like,
0: all right, (laughs) yeah, looking. Let me tell you, crazy, crazy. It ended up there ended up being a total of four bats in the house. Mm. Yeah, which is it's a good thing it happened when it did because apparently a family of bats over the winter into spring quickly turns into a colony of bats. Oh, okay. (laughs) You don't want to deal with a colony. So I had a small little family that was just hanging out for the winter um but they were yeah had we not found them when we did it would have been a colony of bats which is a lot more difficult to get rid of
1: oh, okay well so had to get we're back out of the way. yeah well, are you serious <laughs> <laughs> welcome in uh yeah, crazy and i was wondering if you'd ever tell the story and
0: i'm glad you saved it for yeah. now yep oh man. man
1: i don't have any stories that exciting
0: yeah yeah. There's nothing. That's one of the reasons my Christmas was so low key <laughs> because, because you because couldn't do I would, anything. I, it, it just back and forth and shots, and every time you get a rabies shot, the only place you can get it is an emergency room. Yeah, um, and it just so happened that you know my first sh- shot was scheduled on a Saturday, and then you have to follow up every seven days. So I spent four Saturdays in December in the ER mm. waiting on shots. Gotcha.
1: Do you feel like now, and this is random, I, I one thing I did do over the holiday was I tried to find a new podcast to listen to. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to more podcasts now that we do a podcast? I do.
0: I listen to My some. My attention span sucks. I listen to some in the car. Okay. Um, but that means I never finish them. Because yeah. I have a pretty short commute to work. See, that's how I am. Um, so I'll like listen to 20 minutes, and then I get distracted. And yeah, yeah.
1: And I tried to listen while forecasting, and that's nearly impossible. Yeah, I can't so. have any music while I'm working and forecasting. Or music I can do music, I can't. but I can't do yeah, podcast. I get distracted. Mm.
0: Yeah. Anyways, so you found a good one?
1: Or no, no, not really. No. So if you have any recommendations, other than, are you serious? I would love some. Mm-hmm. Um, the true crimes cool. TrueCom's weird to me though when you're coming in at one thirty AM. Yeah. There's no one creepy. out, yeah. It's creepy, the roads are dark. Like yeah. it's kinda weird. And then by the time I'm home, I don't wanna I'm already tackling today's stuff. So the,
0: the closest I got to really enjoying a podcast was only murders in the building. Okay. Which is about people who do a podcast who solve murders. Yeah. So I did yeah. enjoy that. That is good.
1: Yeah. I highly recommend that if you haven't. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, I think we dive into it. I know we do have some shooting the breeze. I've kept it. I do want to say, probably should have said it off of the top, uh, Lombardo's, the finale. Lombardo's, thank you. Thank you. you. It was so fun. I don't know where we're going to do the finale this time, but we're going to keep this one going for the time being. Um, The finale will probably be 50 plus episodes. Oh, easy. Like? Easy. Which is crazy to think about. Yeah. So season three is here. Winter weather is here. Well, for some. Um before we do it, let's have some fun with this. Okay. If you remember our winter weather episode, our most viewed mm-hmm. episode yeah. to date. So this one may still be up there too. I don't know. Um, we made some bold predictions. We did. In fact, let's start with that. Take a listen to those. My bold prediction we see snow here in Myrtle Beach this year. And I think we see accumulating snow over an inch in the P D.
0: Over Oh, okay. Over an inch in the PD. In the PD. Not, no, not in Myrtle. No, God. Okay. I would never. Okay. okay. But we see snow. So that is your bold prediction. We see snow in Myrtle Beach this year. So flakes in the air counts.
1: Not flurries. Flakes. Flakes. Like we legit see, snow. We see legit air. snow in the air. Will okay. it stick? I don't know. Okay. But that's my bold prediction. I just, it just feels right.
0: Okay. I'm going to counter your bold prediction. Okay. With my bold prediction. Uh-oh. And my bold prediction if takes it's... us to the other end other potential I almost aspect. did this. In fact, I have another bold prediction regarding that. But yes, of El Nino, because I, I kind of knew where you were going with your bold prediction. Yeah. So I was like, I, I got to go somewhere. Yours more. is a good one. December, January, February. So the heart of our winter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that Myrtle Beach is placed under a tornado watch at a minimum of two times.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> huh. two tornado
0: watches. Yeah.
1: One for two right now. Yeah,
0: one for two. But I'm way more right than you so far. (laughs) (sighs) Knew it was coming.
1: Uh, Yeah, I said flakes for Myrtle Beach, and we'll talk about that. Um, And I said accumulating snow for the PD. Some spots may be up to an inch. We'll talk about that. Let's talk about the tornado, though. Um, And we talked about how El Ninos in that previous episode have a very active storm track. In fact, there was a period there. System every two days so every two far?
0: Every two, two and a half, three days. Really starting with what I sort of dubbed December came. Yeah, is kind of what kicked off a really sort of classic El Nino weather pattern. Yeah, for sure. I think that really was the classic. start.
1: Yeah. Um, not to mention too, when we were talking about the setup, we've had one tornado watch, mm-hmm. but we've had a tornado touchdown without a tornado watch. I, with- I kind of say.
0: That, I'll take it. That verifies. I'll take it. Yeah, with uh, with the December cane, which, mm-hmm. what a crazy storm that was. Yeah,
1: that day, that whole setup in general
0: was just, was wild, was really bizarre and I was sort of prepping for this. I went back, the if you're a real hardcore geek, uh, check out the National Weather Service office in Wilmington on their mm-hmm. website. They just finished sort of a complete write-up it's so good. on that December storm and uh, some of the numbers and stats are really, really impressive. Obviously, we had the tornado here right in the heart of Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Um, I don't think people realize how close we got to a disaster with storm surge mm-hmm. with that storm. About two hours. Two hours. Yeah. Um, so we had that storm produced the fourth highest storm surge on record in Myrtle Beach. The highest non-tropical storm surge, meaning not associated with tropical storm or hurricane Uh, but we timed it out literally perfectly we had high tide that morning the worst of the surge came about two hours after high tide had they been together uh the water levels would have exceeded what we saw from hurricane matthew which which is crazy crazy. to think about
1: we're talking december yeah um and just the onshore flow yeah i remember we were talking as a weather team a couple days out like oh Man, yeah,
0: this is a this means business. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the wind crazy. was crazy. Yep. Um and like I said, it only took a couple of ingredients that were already there for that tornado. What's even crazier is you were coming back to the <laughs> yeah.
0: station, <laughs> yeah,
1: because we were watching that cell, and I remember telling Jamie, "Hey, this looks like if we're gonna have one, this is the one." Yeah. And Jenna was in here with me, and you were up in the North Street, and I think yep. coming back down. Warning comes Tornado out. Warning, What's even yeah. crazier is you called Jenna during the warning <laughs> and said, "Hey, I have damage. Yeah, I'm going to go live. I think we we're going to try to do a phone at one point. I'm going to go live and at least on Facebook. You were in the the spot yeah. at the yeah. right. It was the wildest it event.
0: Just a crazy day, and then and then the flooding that followed. Uh, just insane rainfall. That was a big surprise. Yeah, you that know, was. We had we had a big rainfall forecast out. You know, three to six. Well, I think was our forecast, and man, we doubled that. It's, spots.
1: it's weird, too, that when you go back and look at that, it was just training moisture. Yep. Even though everything else was moving, mm-hmm. there was just just a, a fire hose yeah. of moisture into yeah. Georgetown County. So, um, obviously, December, the December hurricane was very active. We've even had active weather where we really kind of dodged a bullet. We did, and I want to talk about that. That's yeah. something else that I to And I have think th- it'll be dedicated
0: <laughs> to a whole episode, too, because I really think we could dive
1: into that. But...
0: Talking about the the big, sort of the big, big, severe weather day. Uh That was another one that was very clear cut from like a week out. Yeah. You could see that one. Easy. Clearly from a week out. We knew it was going to be a wind maker. We knew it had the potential to be a severe weather maker. And it was and it did. Yeah. But you know how I love to talk about the psychology of weather. Mm -hmm. I think that one played a big role. Yeah. I think psychology played a big role in, this, in that storm and the perception of that storm. Yeah. By the numbers, it verified as a very impactful system. Yeah. Tremendously. Carolinas. Absolutely verified by the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, virtually every single county in North and South Carolina at some point that Tuesday was under a severe thunderstorm warning. Yeah. As that line came across. Plenty were under tornado warnings, including two right here in Oregon County. Uh, missed a tornado in Cherry Grove by a mile, two Mm -hmm. miles, as it stayed just offshore. So many wind gusts, actually recorded wind gusts over 60 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. 76 miles per hour at Winyah Bay. um, 65 in Darlington. You know, plenty. 62 up in North Myrtle Beach. But it didn't impress people. Yeah. There was a sort of sentiment that night that, uh They blew it. Mm -hmm. No big deal. Yeah. And I think, and I thought about this a lot in the following Mm -hmm. days after that storm. It's kind of like the toilet paper crisis during COVID, Mm -hmm. where things start to snowball Mm -hmm. and sort of almost get a little bit out of control. And these are things that we can't control. We presented the forecast, Mm -hmm. which I feel like was very accurate. I feel like there was no hype behind it. There was the potential, as we said many times, for wind gusts over 60 and the chance of tornadoes. Mm-hmm. And we got it. Yep. We got it. Five tornadoes in the Carolinas that day. But when schools start to cancel, I think that's the first <clears throat> That's the first time people are like, oh. Then they really hear that. And then mm-hmm. you start hearing about, well, Horry County has declared a state of emergency. Mm-hmm. Surfside Beach has declared a state of emergency and things start to kind of snowball in people's heads. Yeah. That I think it, to the average viewer, it felt like it was going to be a lot bigger than it was. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And
1: where I want to go with that on a future episode for sure is what do we think is causing that? Um, I've already worked on that episode. It will be several, several maybe a couple months <laughs> because I would love to get some viewers' perspective right. Um, for instance, if you're listening to this right now and you could just message Jamie and I and I have messages from the day that I've saved for the episode. Mm-hmm. We're gonna read them. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna say who they're from. We, whatever. Might. we may depending <laughs> on, how on they what were. kind of mood I'm in that day. <laughs> um, but wh- like what is the tone? of how you perceive the message that we give and then what makes the viewer Mm -hmm. that I would love to know what makes the viewer or the listener think this is the end of the world right not saying that our viewers or listeners think that but there's something that happens that I don't know the answer to fully and once it happens it's it
0: it gets out of control and you can't reel it in like I said it's just like the toilet paper (laughs) And I'm not faulting the news business by any stretch because these are things that we have to report on. Yeah. If Horry County schools are closed and Horry County declares a state of emergency, we have to put that in our news. Yeah, 100%. We have to. Mm-hmm. But it's like the toilet paper. Nobody thought about rushing to buy toilet paper during COVID. Until you heard about until it. Until you heard about it on the news. Yeah. There's a rush on toilet paper. What? Yeah. What? I'm going to run out of toilet paper? Or your neighbor went and did it. Wait, why or, are you doing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just begins to snowball and and i I made a post about this the day after that storm we don't close schools no we don't issue a state of emergency we don't cancel flights a lot of people don't understand what a state of emergency means Mm -hmm. they're used to hearing a state of emergency for things like hurricanes correct what a state of emergency does is basically just eliminates red tape in case something happens Mm -hmm. okay had we been hit very hard with a tornado literally one phone call and you know, the National Guard can be here. And it, funding's it, available funding, and stuff like money that. Money gets freed up, and it's <clears throat> sort of a just-in-case. Yep. Maybe we need to do a better job of explaining those things. Yeah. But as far as school closures go, those are based on communication that school districts have with the National Weather Service. Mm-hmm. So are states of emergencies. So are so many things. And us and the Weather Service, we were all on the same page with that, yeah. that event. And like I said, by the numbers, it verified. Yeah, but to a lot of people, it felt like it didn't. And I go back to and, and what
1: would be really fun is to go back and just look at our graphics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's what we said, mm-hmm. and then why was it perceived? And it, it may not even be us, you know. Yeah. But I do think there is some validity to the December cane. Mm-hmm. Widespread. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about it. Mm-hmm. The next. Significant system is the potential for Mm -hmm. severe weather, it's not as widespread, and then it even carried over into that next risk, yeah. Which, just like a typical severe weather day, things can change, yeah, on the day, yeah. But people forget that, I think, because of what we've been through already, if that makes sense. So, I don't know, I don't know if there's a sensationalism that's coming from somewhere else, the outside in. But the thing that grinds my gears is when we've been in here for hours, countless mm-hmm. hours, and looking at stuff. Even when we're not here, and you could see, like, okay, the threat's decreasing, mm-hmm. and we can verbally say the threat is mm-hmm. decreasing. Yeah, but we're wrong. Yeah, like it's all our fault. Yeah, another busted forecast. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. I don't know what that what the answer is. I'd love to hear feedback on because. I think as we go into what could be very active severe weather season, mm-hmm. and we'll talk on that here in a second, um, I definitely think maybe there's some changes that need to be made even across the the weather um, platform. I don't know. Yeah. There's,
0: oh. Yeah, there's a lot there. There's yeah. a lot there.
1: And I think as we get into severe weather season, we could really dive Probably into so, that. Yeah. So, and maybe it's just we're not accustomed to strong December storms and January storms. I don't know. I don't know what it yeah. is. Um so there's that. Uh, so tornado watches, great job. Nailed it.
0: <laughs> Snow But 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 then again, I you know, yeah. I've always I I'm joking, you know, I never brag about a good forecast because that's when yeah. the other, that's when the man upstairs <laughs> says I got a little lesson Watch for this. you. Watch this. Yeah.
1: Um, I will say we have completely missed our Charlotte.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. What was my date?
1: The seventeenth. The seventeenth.
0: That ain't happening. See ya. Yeah.
1: Uh, five and a half inches total from two systems for you. We'll see. Uh, seven inches for me. <laughs> I'm going to say C on that one unless we get a huge storm. Um, let's talk about snow potential. Winter weather fans, <coughs> this upcoming weekend was everything we want and more. Yeah. And a
0: swing and a miss. Swing and, and a big swing and a like miss. Like this is what you. There was hope for, yeah, there was about one day <laughs> last week where there was like hmm. one model, one, one model run, was one like, model oh, run. Yeah, Okay. I said, okay, okay, here we go. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I got excited. <laughs> I, did too. I know exactly that GFS run <laughs> yep. that you're talking about where yeah it cranked out the snow around here. I was like, ah, oh, this, this I might we be it. it. This might be it. And then poof, gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We always say the one thing that you need around here to get snow. Uh, obviously you need cold anywhere to get snow here at the beach you need very fresh arctic mm-hmm. cold yeah and by fresh arctic cold i mean it's got to come in and then you got to follow it with moisture fast yeah because if you don't you're going to warm up yeah quick you're going to warm up quick no matter the storm system you're going to warm up quick around here as if if a storm is coming if it's 3 day old cold You're not going to do it if it's Mm -mm. if it's a marginal temperature where oh we got moisture moving in it looks like temperature is going to be around 30. Bank on it being 33 (laughs) because that's (laughs) just that's what the Atlantic Ocean does to us. Um, so you need that good fresh bitter Arctic cold. It needs to be cold enough here that temperatures aren't a question. Yeah, moisture is the question. That's that's the setup you want. Yeah, we're going to have that this weekend. We're going to have beautiful beautiful fresh cold arctic air Mm. direct discharge right out of the arctic right down in here and it's going to be brilliant sunshine and not even a cloud in the sky which stinks (laughs) uh winter
1: weather fans step outside sunday morning yeah and just get that Fresh oh, yeah. all day. I can't yeah, wait. Wind chill about six. <laughs> I can't Sunday wait. Sunday morning.
0: Yeah, feel it right there. And yeah. just
1: know that we missed out on an opportunity.
0: And I, oh, and, I was about to say, you're going <laughs> to then dood dood. Then I'll, then I'll break the bad news. <laughs> yeah, you. not only is it not oh. going to do anything with that cold air coming this weekend, but then uh, it gets out of here in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to be 70 next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 70 in mm-hmm. rain. Yeah, yeah. You go back to uh,
1: the NAO, the North Atlantic Oscillation, and we talk about the positive phase. We don't like to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really zonal. Everything just systems yeah. coming through. Yeah, which can't which which get cold air.
0: Yeah, basically means everything just kind of zips from west to east across the country. You don't want that for cold air. No. You want lots of big dips and
1: and yeah and i was messaging you about two weeks ago and i said if we could just get a freaking ridge to build out west to where we could get these lows because what's been happening we like to call these cutters yeah Uh, these low pressures are coming in instead of continuing to dig they literally just cut to the northeast cut nor'easter northeast, all this stuff um and looking at everything for the rest of this month we're gonna be warm yeah you can
0: can forget about snow chances for the rest of january now let's not send everybody over the cliff correct because we continue to have el nino in place uh uh, continues to be a very healthy el nino and when you go back and look just generally speaking in the carolinas uh february is a good month Mm -hmm. during el nino winters for winter weather and snow potential yeah so No need to write it off just yet. 100%. And I think we may
1: have two more shots of maybe a negative NAO before we. Yeah. What we mean by that is probably two more shots of brutally cold temperatures. Mm -hmm. We had one, um, was it early December? Yeah. I think the NAO went negative, and then we had one just recently. I'm thinking early February. It will probably maybe go positive briefly again. We'll keep an eye on that. And then maybe late February, March yep. is a final. Yeah. And then that's probably our
0: chances. That'll that'll be it. Yeah.
1: Um and then we turn to severe weather. So yeah, not done yet. I, I don't, still I don't, stand by our prediction.
0: Yeah, I do too. I don't I think sort of as, as a whole, I think from here on out it's steady as she goes. <laughs> yeah. Which is going to be ups and downs. Uh it's gonna rain some more. I think we may I'm almost positive we're going to get some more severe weather setups. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, And we may get severe weather setups quickly followed by the potential for winter weather. I think that may happen... Once we get into early February.
1: Yeah, you typically get those strong systems that can yeah. really even bring in the cold air on the yeah. backside, which yeah. I would love. Yeah. Um, back after we aired our first winter weather episode, mm-hmm. um, our lovely digital team put up a poll. and mm-hmm. Some of those comments are hilarious, so I thought we have to read some of them. Uh, the question was, do you think it will snow in Myrtle Beach this winter? This is all in November. Um, would rather see snow than ice, but good with neither is what Doug said. Christopher made the bold prediction and said, yes, but it will be gone by the next day. Um, Not so much a bold prediction.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's Myrtle <laughs> yeah, Beach yeah, for you.
1: Yeah. Um, Ellen, which we'll have to put this up. This was Myrtle Beach in 2000. Yep. We'll have to post that. Yep. Ellen, thank you for that photo. Um, Linda says, I'm a big snow lover and I'm predicting snow. Um, Anything is possible. It snowed and iced my birthday in February one year. So, February. And then someone said... Denise, I thought we should say this because it's possible. My bones are saying ice storm. All
0: right, all
1: right, Denise. We'll see right. if you're right. Maybe trust your, your prediction's better than yeah. that. <laughs> trust yeah, trust your yeah. bones. Um, I do want to say too, El Nino looks like it will eventually turn neutral. Yep.
0: At a bad time. What is, uh, yeah, that was going to be my next tease, because yeah, I think yeah. we have to address it at some point season. that's a whole other episode, but yeah, yeah. it looks like... Uh, La Nina, maybe? Yeah, it looks like uh, El Nino collapses, and we mm-hmm. potentially go right back into La Nina for hurricane season, which potentially combines with what are still record warm Atlantic water temperatures. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad combination mm-hmm. uh, for hurricane season, and I'm already seeing some folks hinting that... Uh, This upcoming hurricane season could be really, really busy. Yeah. So um, I saw an amazing statistic uh, over the weekend off the coast of Africa. Water temperatures right now are where they usually are in July. That's a little concerning. That is. And that's a little concerning. Yeah. So Uh,
1: that's the earliest first alert you're probably (laughs) ever
0: going to get from us here in January.
1: Uh, I think that's it for winter weather. Trying to think yeah. if there's anything else I could give you an update on, but really yeah. it's
0: a watch and wait type yeah. of pattern. And, and watch wait and I think buckle up. I think it's yeah. I think it's gonna be it's gonna continue to be active.
1: I think we get a close call in February. I really do. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um watch that be the storm too. I, I would <laughs> I would lose my mind. All right, shooting the breeze. Let's do it. I think it's time. Um we have some questions in here, which I love. One from Mark. I know Mark's yep, Mark. yep. in here. He posted a couple. I'll start. Oh, this is fun. Um, new year, new us. Do you have a New Year's goal or resolution?
0: No. <laughs> new Year, same old cranky Jamie. <laughs> that, that was my resolution this year. I'm resolving to just keep yeah. being me. It's got me this far. I'm trying to drink more water. That's about it. Yeah. So yours is exciting as yeah. mine. Same yeah. old Andrew. <laughs> Nothing crazy. No.
1: Mm, okay. No, nah.
0: no. Next, whoever asked that. <laughs> yeah, that's there us. you go. There's your, there's your riveting us. answer. You get. Uh, what's one complaint you remember from a viewer to this day? Oh. It's not <laughs> careful there. <laughs> I don't have one. How much time do we have? <laughs> I don't have one single one that sticks out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I get. We've all gotten a lot of weird ones from. Oh, you look so fat on TV. Um. <laughs> That's one I, I actually get a lot. You say this word you, wrong. You look so much bigger on television. Do you Thanks. get grammar Nazis? like um, Grammar Nazis, yeah, which I accept because, no. you know, you know my fat fingers and my fast <laughs> fingers. I'm always messing something up with grammar or a spell spelling mistake in a graphic. Um, the ones that get me are still the ones about, you know, the, the hype. Oh, you hyped it up like we mm-hmm. guy with the... Big system. Yeah. Last week, uh, you always say it's going to do this and do this and yeah. it never does this. And and now, one, I'll call them out. And two, just respond with, well, hopefully next time the tornado actually hits your house.
1: I swear. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've learned to quote tweet so yeah.
1: your followers can, yeah. can go after them. Yeah. Those are the ones that always, like, hit you. No matter. Yeah what you've done yeah to just get some random say that. Yeah. It's like okay, well I've worked all this time for nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. So cool. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. So Yeah, you hyped it up. Yeah yeah, we hyped it up because we want to make a forecast and intentionally make a wrong forecast. That's sort of the backhanded way of what they of what people perceive it. We're not hyping up. We don't get extra money from because the bread and people milk people <laughs> that watch, or the bread and milk that is sold, we don't get paid overtime.
1: Yeah. We're here, Yeah,
0: no matter what, Yeah, and still getting the same paycheck. There is no incentive <laughs> whatsoever for us to hype up anything, whether it's snow, whether it's a storm, whether it's wind, whether it's tornado. There is zero incentive for us to hype. If we got on and hyped, and hyped, and our ratings were through the roof, and the highest ratings they've ever been... We still don't get an extra penny. <laughs> There's zero. You're not in, wrong. There is zero incentive yeah. for us.
1: Also, too, like, let's be real. If we were to do that,
0: we would lose a lot of viewers. We would lose a lot of viewers. <laughs> if we're saying this right. over and over right. again. Right. It's not hype. Some, mm-hmm. it-
1: also, too, what I love to tell people is for the one forecast you're complaining about. Yeah. We've probably nailed nine out of 10 compared to that, you know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: A simple day of rain. You don't complain when it
0: doesn't rain at your house for the seven hour window. Or we call for one to two inches of rain and you get a half. You don't care. No, you're like, oh, it rained. Right. So, and nor
1: do you care or watch as much then. You know, like a typical sunny day, it hits 69. You're not calling saying, oh, it's 70. Right. Right. Just. Mm. I got shammy round <laughs> up. Uh, we're right back, out
0: the, right out of the gate. We're, we're back. back. Yep, so he told you. Same old cranky me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, this is good. Uh, Travis asks, "What are some things you look to pick out? Wait, what are some things you look out for to pick out weather patterns, storms, in advance of them actually happening?" That is, um, it's a long question. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so. Okay, I'm gonna think about this. I'm trying to think of a simple way. Let's just start with the uh, level that airplanes fly. Okay. Yeah. Let's just talk about troughs and ridges. Okay. Um, we know the patterns that develop low pressures and high yeah. pressures. You get a ridge over the yeah. East Coast. It's boring weather, sunny weather, but boring mm-hmm. weather. Mm-hmm. However, just based off a quick scroll right now, I could pull up a computer and I could give it to Jamie and say, Jamie. Gordon's our next weather maker. Yep. We don't even have to look at future radar. No. We don't have to look at, um, you know, satellite. We don't have to look at any, for even our website. Yeah. And I could give you just 500 millibar, which is thousands and thousands yep. of feet up where planes fly and you can look at the way these winds are shifting and if we have a trough moving yep. in the area, you
0: could tell me what the forecast is gonna be like. And that's the first thing that I look at every morning, I get up, have my coffee and I the best thing do a run at. through of all the forecast models and I start up there. You have to. And um, the sort of the upper level pattern because that's gonna give you the general idea. The details come in, but I definitely start with the, with the upper level pattern, you know, which tells us roughly when storms are gonna be mm-hmm. roughly what temperature swings are going to be? Are we trending hot? Are we trending cold? Um, and then I work my way down. Not only to mention, like, if there is going
1: to be severe weather potential, you would know right then and there, oh, yeah. hey, we have plenty of wind at this. Yeah. Imagine what it could be down here. Yeah. Like, as you go down in the surface, yeah. you work. So um, that's a really good question, Travis, because we had um, Austin Carroll win yeah. last week. Yeah. And yeah. I told him, I said, when you're getting into this business, um, he's a student at Mississippi State. I said, you can be one of those who focuses solely on surface level stuff, but mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. I said, because if you know a basic understanding of the broad scale mm-hmm. and you're able to go through and then really pick out the intricacies in those models, yeah. you're going to beat everybody that yeah. you're up against. Because yeah. I've seen a lot of newer newer METs that rely on some of the output statistics that models yeah. put. And it's like, it'll give you numbers for highs and lows, but if you don't know the weather pattern... You know, right, what right. are you and, doing?
0: And without top-down forecasting, yeah. um, you're going to miss a lot of bigger things um, that have implications. Everything trickles down from mm-hmm. the top of the atmosphere all the way down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, top-down. Another always. thing, too, is for
1: meteorologists or weather enthusiasts, this is a whole nother, probably sensationalism to uh, mm-hmm. that future episode. Go into a model thinking it's wrong and find out where it's mm-hmm. wrong because more than likely they are yeah. in some capacity, but your understanding of what you know top down yeah. should at least give you a better idea of what to expect. Yeah. And so. use
0: the model to complement your forecast. Yeah. love it. If, love you it. Can, if models aren't going to be as off 15,000 feet up as they are down here at the surface, Correct. things don't swing wildly up there. Mm-mm. There are subtle differences. Mm-hmm. But if you can figure out, and you can use that 500 millibar chart to Mm -hmm. figure out what's going to be going on at the surface.
1: Yeah, and if something I'm seeing right, it's probably not.
0: Yeah, right. So, yeah, Uh, and use use the models to back yourself up.
1: Yeah. Uh, Area forecast discussions. We'll talk all about this. That's a good place to start if you're curious. Um, Really good question. That could be a whole episode. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Let's walk you
1: through the uh, large scale
0: here. Why is there almost always a dip in temperature just before sunrise? Mark. Knew this one was coming.
1: Yeah. He's been asking this one for a while, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Um, you go. Yeah, I just ate. Um,
0: So, and I think, do we have Mark's other question in here? Yes. Carport? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's in there. So I'm going to tie these two together. Yep. Okay, so Mark submitted That's our two. our last question. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Uh, when the morning temperatures are cold enough for frost, why is there no frost on my vehicle parked in my carport? But there is frost on my vehicle parked out in the open, just a few feet away. So we're going to tie these two together
1: because they're definitely tied together.
0: Yeah. So why is there not frost under a carport or under a trees? Plus, uh, why is there always a dip in temperatures just before sunrise? All of that has to do with radiational cooling. Mm-hmm. So we got to back up. <laughs> what is what the her is radiational cooling? So. That was a nice sound effect. <laughs> yeah. <of> <laughs> we should get a little sound sound effect <laughs> routine because I've gotten really close to cussing a couple times this episode. Um, so during the day, the earth absorbs sunlight. Mm-hmm. We call that insulation, not yep. the insulation that you think of in your house. Yep. Um, it stands for incoming solar ra- radiation. Incoming solar radiation. That is just the heat from the sun <laughs> that warms things up during the day. Everything absorbs that heat mm-hmm. pavement the ground your car rooftops all absorbing that incoming solar radiation Correct. during the day at night all of that starts to radiate back out into the atmosphere mm-hmm. we call that process radiational cooling yep to get a good radiational cooling night you need clear skies and you need calm winds mm-hmm. Without clear skies, as things begin to radiate their heat back out into space, into the atmosphere, that heat will run into a layer of clouds, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it gets deflected back down. Mm -hmm. That's why cloudy nights are warmer than clear nights. That's why I always say in the morning, clouds act as a blanket. Clouds act like a blanket. Mm -hmm. So, let's assume we have a clear, calm night with what we call perfect radiational cooling, you're gonna radiate all night long, Mm -hmm. all night long, until you get to sunrise, and it's sort of just the opposite effect of incoming solar radiation for the high temperature that doesn't occur at noon when the sun angle is the highest. It Mm -hmm. occurs usually three to four o'clock as you've built up that incoming warmth all day long. Your temperature peaks later in the day same thing with radiational cooling at night. Your temperature dips to its lowest just before sunrise. There is oftentimes a more noticeable drop mm-hmm. right before sunrise, yep. and I think we covered this on an episode. I feel like we um, did. It's briefly. kind of uh, it's kind of called decoupling. Yeah. Um, where you sort of completely calm the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and you can get a good burst of radiational cooling mm-hmm. to get that heat out. The frost, the reason you don't get frost under a carport or if you park your car under a tree is the same thing as clouds. As you're radiating that heat off of your car top or whatever, if there's something above it, it actually gets deflected back down. Mm -hmm. I feel like I should make a graphic for this. (laughs) I love it because you're doing a really good job for not having a graphic. Right. So yeah, so everything again is radiating the heat that it absorbed all day long. If there's nothing above you, it's just going to head out into the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and your temperature comes down. If you're under a carport, boop, hits it, comes back down. Same thing with trees. It slows down and inhibits that radiational cooling process.
1: Really cool thing to do, Mark. This is your homework. (laughs) In your carport, if it's possible, I would love for you to park your car halfway. Mm Mm-hmm. Underneath the carport, Mm -hmm. halfway under clear skies. Mm -hmm. And as long as all the moisture is drawn out to Mm -hmm. frost to form, because typically what will happen, like you said, you could still have your car temperature underneath the carport hit the temperature needed for frost. Yeah. But by that point, most of the moisture is already Drawn out of the atmosphere and frost is already formed mm-hmm. to where the air is then dry and you're not going to have it. So mm-hmm. if done right and the conditions are right, Mark, what's really cool, and I would love to see a photo of this if you do it, is you could take a photo in the morning, mm-hmm. and half your car underneath the carport will have no frost at all, yep. and then the other half will be completely frosted. Yep, and that is the effect of exactly what Jamie just said. You did a really good job. of oh, thanks.
0: That. And frost is another one of those cool things. Um, one of my favorite classes in college was boundary layer meteorology. Oh, um, and that is basically the meteorology meteorology that happens within about 10 centimeters yeah. of the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually ran into Mark uh, one night at Lombardo's okay. right before Christmas. And I gave him a lesson on boundary layer meteorology. Um, and that's how you can actually get frost. With temperatures above freezing so Mm -hmm. it can be 35 or 36 sort of in the general temperature but if it's a perfect radiational cooling night as you get down to that car top surface the radiational cooling is good enough right in that top 10 centimeters couple of inches that those temperatures there are actually below freezing within yeah yeah there's a whole world of meteorology that happens about that far above the ground above car tops
1: not to mention to another frost can be a tricky thing. Too much wind.
0: Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Too much wind also prevents radiational cooling. Correct. Yeah. Which
1: makes sense because you're going to emit
0: yeah. less. So you can have a night where it's 20 degrees, but say, the wind's blowing. You're not going to get any frost. At all. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Which is really cool. You could have a light wind that would actually, I mean, very light, that would actually make some of the frost worse in some spots, too, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother level. Frost could be very challenging in the morning when you're mm-hmm. looking all right, what's the moisture like? What's mm-hmm. the wind like? Are we going to have it? Is it going to be patchy? Is it going to be dense? Yeah. Not to mention, then you talk about sea fog in oh, yeah. the other months. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a really that could be a whole lesson on fog. Um, I think that's it for shooting the breeze. Anything you want to add?
0: I don't think so. What are we doing next?
1: I don't know. Okay. What do you want to
0: do? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, we've still got big things coming.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> <I> <laughs> you guess. want me? I can't. I mean, I can't either. Yeah, but yeah. just it's a little tease. You know, we got big things coming. Our
1: producer in the back, Anya, is like, yeah. "Shut your mouth!" I just, we got, we got
0: big things coming. Big things coming. Yeah, twenty twenty four is going to be a fun year.
1: Really fun year. Um, and I think that will be with our are you sis- are you serious oh, listeners? Yeah. Are you <laughs> sisters- Are you serious listeners and um, everyone? I can't wait. A yeah. lot of fun, exciting things. I also want to revisit that um, graphic from the nineteen ninety eight snowstorm that you posted with well, the mm-hmm. Weather Channel. Mm-hmm. I'd love to recreate that. Mm-hmm. And maybe like we have a throwback Thursday. Throwback, that would be fun. Yeah. Just recreate that graphic. Yeah. If you missed it, you'd have to go back. But it was a Weather Channel graphic and yeah. the classic yeah. snowstorm that we talked about on the finale. Um, I think that does it. Episode 35.
0: Yeah. Episode 35. Did it feel um, good to be back? It did. I know. It did. I feel like I can just get a lot of stuff off my chest here. This is like my therapy session. <laughs> God knows I need therapy. <laughs> so this, Especially after... Bad attacks and bad people complaining they didn't get hit by a tornado. And one of the people, forgot to say this, one of the people is someone I know who made one of the worst comments, and I'm not sure if they know that I saw it. They didn't make it on my personal Facebook page, they did it on our weather page. And one of the worst comments is someone that I have run into and talked to and actually been out to dinner with a couple of times in a group setting, and they still managed to make that comment. So I cannot wait. You know exactly who you are. I cannot wait to run into you in public again because it will happen because we run in the same circle. There you go.
1: NC gets up and walks off. (laughs) Oh, I think that's been it for uh, episode 35. Episode 36 next week. We don't know what we're talking about, but we know it will be fun.
0: And we'll do it. We'll be back.
1: Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Thanks.